Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Praise God. Well, glory to God. Um, Welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and it's a great day today. Praise God. Uh, It's always a good day, isn't it? Uh, This is the day the Lord has made, so we might as well rejoice and be glad in it. This is uh, on purpose today. Glory to God. Jesus, he uh, saw this day before the foundations of the world. He saw it, he spoke it in, and he actually chose for us to be here. So that means that we are here to change the world. We're here to actually usher in the things of God. And uh, so today, what I want to get into today really is the... um, uh, our role in prophecy, one of our roles anyway in prophecy, and right now, over the last few years, I would have to say there's been a, um, and I, you know, obviously this is my observation, uh, maybe you know, I may be wrong or whatever, doesn't matter, but uh, but what, I, what I've come to see, though, in the last several years is that there's been a stronger voice of the prophetic than honestly I, I that I can I, that I know of that I can remember uh, you know I haven't been on this earth very long at all compared to uh, you know uh, obviously the, the existence of the earth so uh, in my meager years on the earth um, I just I, you know I, I just look at how much prophetic things are happening right now and and, and they kind of start kicking off you know whatever it was maybe four years ago or so and um man there's just a lot of prophetic words coming forth and 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 they're coming from all kind of different people all kind of different avenues which i love that's something that i just want to encourage you is you know there was a time when i when i really resisted uh the role of the prophetic in my life and now i flow in the prophetic a lot and and that's something that i'm really called to is to walk in the, in in an office of the prophet as as well as the teacher but I uh, as f- there for quite a while I was I was really given to the gifting and the anointing to teach but uh, the prophetic role in my life wasn't really something that I've focused on emphasized I didn't pursue it at all and it really took the Lord talking to me several years ago I remember I just in my daily prayer time and the the term that came up I don't know how many times I'd just be praying things out speaking things out by the spirit and the 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 phrase that came up I really don't know. It was dozens of times over a few week period, but the phrase that came up was the voice of the prophet must be heard. And I didn't write at first. I didn't know what he meant by that. I was like, okay, I, I'm speaking it out. You know, the words are coming up by the spirit. I'm speaking it. The voice of the prophet must be heard. So I'm just speaking it out. And of course, at first I'm thinking, well, he just wants the, he wants the office of the prophet to be emphasized more in the body of Christ. And so I'm just speaking that out. And but it kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up every day, it seemed in my prayer times. And so I'd speak it out every day. And uh, then I started realizing, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it takes me a little bit sometimes to figure out Durr, that he's talking about not just the body of Christ, but also about me, that I needed to step out in the prophetic. And finally, when I came to that, I'm like, okay, I am not, a, you know, I changed my heart a little bit. I'm like, I'm not opposing the prophetic. Um, I just don't know. I, I had no real training in any of that. I did. I, that wasn't the culture I was really brought up in, and so I just didn't know what that meant, how that was supposed to look, uh, blah 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 blah. So I just kind of began to seek the Lord at that time, and and maybe I'll get into that another time too, as as how that got walked out. But right now, 
what I want to just kind of focus on is, you know, we're hearing so many different prophetic voices, and they come from so many different personality types, right? Um, I mean, you, you, have, you have people like Dutch Sheets. I mean, I love Dutch Sheets, you know, and of course his brother Tim and these different ones who have these dreams, and, and Dutch, you know, he, he has a great, you know, uh, daily cast called Give Him 15. It's a day, it's a great thing. I just encourage you, you know, get on there. It's on YouTube. And, uh, and you know, where he just shares what the Lord's talking to him about and, and what he's what he's hearing prophetically and what he's seeing in dreams and what different people around him are, are, are witnessing. And man, some of the dreams they've had over the last few years has just been phenomenal and just just love that. And so you have Dutch Sheets, who's, who is, you know, uh, he's definitely you know a, a prophetic voice in the body of Christ right now and has been for generate uh, for for decades you know he's he's he was brought up in these things and so he's he's been a a, a great voice for for the prophetic and uh and the thing is though he is not one that is um how should i put it uh you know he's 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 fairly subdued in his personality you know he is not just like all over the place. He's a very subdued guy in his personality. You know, I mean, that's, you know, he can be kind of monotone when he's talking, you know, and, and, uh, and, but yet he is, he's just flowing by the spirit prophetically. And so that's, that's one voice, you know, that, that you can hear prophetic voice words coming out of. And then you have, you know, you, you could say the other end of the spectrum, like Robin Bullock, way more bombastic in his personality, way more just like, you know, just very demonstrative and, and not, you know, you you're not going to ever accuse him of being monotone. You know what I'm saying? He is out there, right? And, and but I love Robin Bullock, and, and I love I love you know the, the the visions and the dreams and the different things that Lord's given him. And and there's just and you know some people you know they they'll look at certain types and they'll be like, well, I I'm not sure about all that. Well, you don't have to be sure of it. Just lean into what the Lord's talking about. Find out, you know, the Bible says to to uh, when it talks about prophetic things, it says despise not prophesying. Right? It says that. In Ephesians, despise not prophesying, but it says, and and hold fast that which is good, you know. And it does say to prove all things. It doesn't say I have to judge the person, but I do. I, I'm, and that's, that's something I had to get a hold of because, man, I, I I heard you know over the years, man, the the late '80s, you know, I I got saved in the mid '80s, but I started hearing a lot of prophetic things happening in the '80s and stuff, and and yeah, some of it was totally God, some of it was not God, right? And um, and that's that's the kind of the way it's always going to be. You're going to have some that is God and some that isn't God, and you're going to have some that's a mixture of the two, and 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 that's why it says to hold fast that which is good. I'm not here to judge a person and say, nope, they are totally of the devil. I would rather say, let me just hold fast that which is good. That means if I'm going to hold fast to something that's good, I need to look for that which is good. You're gonna whatever you find is what you seek, right? And so if if somebody wants to be critical of every person giving a word from the Lord, they're gonna find the bad every time, and uh, and uh, and even if only two percent of it or one percent of it, or even if it just even if they imagine it bad, even if they just took it wrong, I, I I've heard at times when um, I've been sitting in the same room as somebody who gave a word, and what they gave was right on. I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it totally bore witness with my spirit. It was right on. And I'll talk to somebody, uh, you know, maybe, you know, later on the next day or a couple days later, and they'll be like, oh, man, I don't know about all that. And they'll, they'll give me their take on it. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not what was said. And then I'll give them my take on it. And they're like, okay, that makes sense. That, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, 
it's, it's just because what they heard through their perception or their perspective was not what I was hearing. And um, and what we have to do is hold fast that which is good. Look for that which is good. Look for God in things. Look for him. Even you know, even if you got to get rid of 99% of it and keep the 1%, if 1% is good, I'm going to go after the 1% because 1% of God's voice will change the world. Praise God. But I don't want to just condemn somebody because their personality isn't my, my personality or because they, they deliver a word differently than, than I would. I remember years ago um, when I first heard Kim Clement, you know, now, now uh, I love Kim Clement. He's, he's in heaven now, uh, but I love him. And he was, man, he was right on with so many things. He, there's still words that he gave that are coming to pass right now. I mean, literally, I mean, there's, there's some things that he gave uh, that, that he has prophesied of this day when he was on the earth, right? And he was dead on. And he said some freaky things, but they ended up being dead on. And, uh, and now he's, you know, when he came on the scene, he did not look like your average guy. He he was like John the Baptist style, right? I mean, for his day and age. I'm talking about several decades ago. This is a few decades ago that he came on the scene. And nowadays, he would be like, hey, he'd be accepted in the beloved because he everybody, you know, there's so many people who look and dress like he does. But in his day, he wasn't. He was out of place. And he would sit there and, and just he'd play a piano and just, you know, just speak out what God was sharing with him about. And like I said, I'm not saying that all these people are, are 100% right, but man, they have something good that's coming out of their heart. I'm going to hold fast that, which is good. And I remember, though, the first time I heard Clem Clement, and, you know, I had to adjust my perception of the vessel and be like, okay, yeah, that's not necessarily how I would do it, but God didn't call me to do it. So God called that guy to do it. So why don't I just not judge him and let me just hold fast that which is good. And uh, the funny thing is it wasn't maybe like a couple of days after I'd, I'd heard Kim Clement like the first time. And uh, and at that time, um, I was pastoring a church in, in Oregon. And somebody in the church, they were, like, they were like, oh, I saw this guy. Saw this guy on Christian television the other day. And they had seen Kim, Kim Clement. They'd seen him, and they were totally judging him. And they were like, "Oh man, that guy! No, no, he, man, that wasn't of the Lord at all." And he did this, and he did that, and blah blah blah. And uh, and honestly, I just had to say, you know what? I'm not saying that everything. I don't know. I don't know what everything. Only God can say everything if, if everything He said is right or wrong. But hold fast that which is good. You know, I'm never, I'm never here to judge the person. You know, I can judge what they say. I can line it up to the Word of God. At the same time, I need to say, "Okay, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to tell me here?" Because man, there are some things that the, that the, that that God Himself prophesied in the Old Testament that sounded wackadoo. Man, they sounded so out of just no. There's no way, but it came to pass, and it, it didn't. And He used vessels that we would never use. You know, and even John the Baptist. I mean, he was a prof, a prophet of the Lord. Um, and yet most of the people ostracized him, you know, and didn't receive from him, especially the religious. The religious judge so quickly. If you ever want to find out if you've got a religious spirit, find out how quickly you judge and how quickly you judge people that don't look like you or act like you or say things the way you would say things or, or, or you know, minister the way you would minister. Uh, that is a good barometer of whether or not we got some religion still going on, on the inside of us. So. Anyway, uh, but right now we have a lot of prophetic words coming out, and they're coming from all different spectrums, and I love that. Um, at the same time, you know, God doesn't want us to 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 uh, just sit and wait for those things to come to pass. And I think that's that's kind of the mentality that that I I you know I can hear a lot is oh that you know man I can't wait for that to happen. Um, well, what we have to do is we have to realize that we have a role to take, right? And in um, 
in in First Timothy chapter one verse eighteen, Paul tells Timothy, he said, you know, he goes, I exhorted you that you would war a good warfare with the prophecies given to you. And so here he says, he tells Timothy that that Timothy's relationship with prophecy should be one of warfare, that that we that they are tools for us to you know, speak into the earth. And, uh, and knowing this, that, that we, we need to realize that, that the, the, the tools that we have to war good warfare, um, that means that they're not given to us to observe, to wait for, to come to pass. We grab them and we steward them in the earth. We grab them, we take hold of them. And now, now we have something tangible that we know God is speaking, that we know God wants done in the earth. And we have a very specific set of things we can pray out. And I, uh, once again, it's not a matter of getting a, a prophecy going, man, that was a good one. I can't wait for that to happen. Um, we know we need to get the word of God, get the, get, get, get the prophetic word on it. Ask the Lord to, to, to show us in the word, what that looks like in the, in the, in the, in the written word, and then begin to pray it out and, and realize that that's going to, it's going to begin with the form of a mystery. And I think one of the best examples of that we can find, of course, is Daniel. You know, Daniel was a man who, who, he flowed in the prophetic, uh, you know, more than a lot of people on the earth has ever flowed. And and he's he spoke things out prophetically that w- people still don't understand today. They're still trying to, to, to discern what Daniel meant by certain things or that, you know, he spoke in the earth that we still just don't know what he was talking about. But he wasn't doing it from a place of trying to explain something. He was doing it from a place of stewarding something. And there, there's a different role in prayer where we, too many times our natural mind wants things explained instead of taking the role of stewardship. And we you know, understand this is not, not a unfamiliar role in our lives. We, we utilize things we don't understand every day. You know, I, I don't know how my cell phone works, but I use it every day. I don't know how every part of my car works, but it gets me from here to there, you know? And so, so we need to understand that, that, that the, the role of the prophetic is not for us to find out, uh, you know, the intricacies of how it's all going to happen. Uh, it's for us to steward in the earth and use as a warfare so that God is saying, I want to define, I want to dictate your future. I want to define what happens in the earth. I don't want the enemy to have any voice in the earth. And so God gives us prophecies so that we, as those who have authority in the earth, can speak out his will. Now, in um, in Daniel 9, and it says here, um, Let's see. Uh, verse two it says, "In the first year of the reign uh, of his reign, talking about Darius, it says I, Daniel, understood by the book of the numbers of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem." So now, what he's saying here is that he um, he's reading the book of Jeremiah. And he sees, now you understand at this time, you know, D- Daniel is in Babylon at this time. And um, and he's in, he's in uh, Babylon as a captive from, you know, uh, Israel. And he's been there for 70 years. And he's reading the book of Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah, it says that the years of the captivity are going to be 70 years. And so Daniel reads this. And he's like, oh, I was reading the book of Jeremiah, and I see that it's been 70 years. I did the calculations here. It's been 70 years. 
And then, then if you read the rest of the chapter, it says, and I set my face toward the Lord and I began to pray. And now I love this because Daniel doesn't say, and I began to ask God when this was going to happen, or I just got, I got so excited because I realized that we're going to be set free at any time. And, uh, or, oh man, I just, I just got so, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait for my freedom to finally be given to me because, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, he knew his role here was if I read it in the word, then I'm here to steward it in the earth. If, if God says it, then I steward it. And uh, and so he begins to pray, and he begins to repent for the country, for the, for the nation of Israel. He begins to, to to seek God and and exalt Him in His ways. And as a result, he gets another vision. He gets a vision that's like, that's that's it's, it's astounding. But you know, you can go back and read it. But he gets this ridiculous vision that literally causes him to like. I don't know, not be able to eat and sleep because it's like it's so it's so heavy. And so then. In, uh, and so he begins to pray out that vision, and so he's just praying things out, and he's just, he's he's just he's he's investing in the prophetic realm, and he's doing that by 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 speaking out the prophetic words of the Lord, saying, "Okay, Father, you said this, so we just speak them out. We just we just pray these things out." Now, notice what it says here in um, in, the, in the next chapter. Daniel's been praying; he's had these visions, and in the next chapter. Uh, he he has been seeking God about the vision, and uh, and then it says that there was an angel that was sent, and uh, it says, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee. I stand and stand upright, for unto thee uh, am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. So here he is, he, uh, you know, he has an encounter with this angelic, you know, visitation. And um, it, it 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 freaks him out because he's in prayer and now suddenly he's in the presence of this angelic being, and then verse twelve says, "Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the day first day that thou didst set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I came for thy words." Now, here he says this. He says, "Okay." He goes, you engaged with something with your words and you set your heart to understand something. And the moment you did that, the moment you set your heart to understand something, I was sent. I was sent because of your heart and because of your words. And so he he comes and he starts talking to Daniel and he gives him understanding of some things, but he also reveals to him even more about the end times and, and just more vision. Now, Daniel began to engage his role as a steward on a very high level. And this is honestly, this is what I, I, I've, I've, I've taught on this before, but I just want us to understand there's a, there is a, a culture of prayer of the prophetic where we stop waiting for it to come to pass. And we actually start stewarding it at a very high level. And Daniel said, it says here that from the day that Daniel set his heart to understand. Now, like I said, I'm not here to figure things out. That's different. I'm not here to figure things out mentally. I set my heart to understand. I humble myself to understand the ways of the Lord. I humble myself to understand that I'm a carrier of his divine nature. Daniel wasn't even born again. He wasn't spirit-filled like us. So he couldn't 
he couldn't even do what we do. You know, we can actually come in and humble ourselves to the mighty hand of God, knowing that we're his children, knowing that we're seated with him in heavenly places. Daniel wasn't those things. And so yet Daniel still had the capacity as somebody who was under the Abrahamic covenant to set his heart to understand and to speak words that literally allowed heaven to access the earth. He said, I was from the day you, you set your heart to understand, I was sent for your words. Now, so with us, when we have a prophetic word, and I don't care, like I said, I don't care if you hear a prophetic word on on you know uh, YouTube or on TV or or on you know or or you just get it in prayer or you know at your church or somebody like this, if, or if you whatever you hear, man, if you have that prophetic word, you know, write it down, use it as a warfare, but go go at it, not like oh I need to you know da 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 da. No, go in it with humility, saying, okay, Father, what's my relationship with this word, you know. I, 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 you know, Daniel literally said that it was 70 years had been accomplished, but they weren't set free yet. And he knew it's because somebody hadn't stewarded it yet. Now, I love that because he didn't say when he read the book of Jeremiah, he didn't say. And as I read the book of Jeremiah, I heard the voice of the Lord say, thou shalt now steward this verse. He was just reading. He was reading as somebody who reads the Bible and without without any prompting of an angelic voice, he realized that they hadn't been set free yet and they were supposed to be free. And so he realized he could take a role of stewardship. So that's the first step is don't wait for an angelic encounter to do this. The angelic encounter happened with Daniel after he took it upon himself to steward. He didn't have a, 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 a Darth Vader voice tell him to steward. He had an unction that just said, hey, if the word of God is not being fulfilled in the earth and I'm on the earth and the word of God is in me, I can steward this. Praise God. And so I come in with to every word knowing that I have a role of stewardship and I want to I want to allow the Lord to tell me what that role is. You know, sometimes it can be, you know, kind of more warfare-ish where you're like, oh, thus saith the Lord, here's what the word says and you're just Pounding it out on a more, you know, uh, uh, warfareish way, you know, uh, more, you know, what you would call, you know, whatever volatile way. And then sometimes the Lord will say, I just want you to praise me for that. I want you to, to literally lift up the voice of praise, lift up the voice of worship and allow what's God's doing to actually enter the earth through worship. And sometimes he'll say, Nope, somebody else has already got that covered. I, there, there's literally been times when I'll be like, Lord, what do you want me to do concerning that? And he'll say, Nope, I've already got that. You know, or he'll say, I want you to pray about this part of it and not that part of it. Even though he makes me aware of part of it, he says, that is, that is not your responsibility. This over here is your responsibility. And so I have to be faithful to come in and say, okay, there's a prophetic word here. What part of that prophetic word do you want me to pray out? And quite literally, it can, and I've had this happen where he's literally had me pray one single word just over and over again. Just speak it out over and over, or a phrase or something, just knowing I'm stewarding this. I don't even know what, I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm setting my heart to understand. I'm setting my heart. And there, there's a, um, there's a, uh, a Jewish phrase that they kind of just carry as a mantra in, in, in the Jewish faith. And it says, we do and we understand. In other words, the moment we begin to do it is the moment understanding comes. And, and in the New Testament, in Hebrews, it says, by faith we understand. And we know faith is an action. So it's the same principle. It's by faith we understand things. Understanding comes when we begin to step into it. Understanding comes when we begin to do it by faith. When we just simply begin to say, okay, Father, you're telling me to do this, and if you're asking me to do it, it's because I have the nature of doing it. And I have the nature to do it on the inside of me. And so even though it's unfamiliar, uh, it doesn't mean it's foreign to me. It doesn't mean that 
that it's not it's not it's not part of my nature just because I haven't done it yet. It means I have to access something that looks like God and not like this earth. So as as we're getting these prophetic words and these these things are coming forth, whether from us or from different people or from different ministries, number one, you know, just hold fast that which is good. You know, and, and sometimes it's great just to listen to somebody that's outside of, of your box of familiarity, even if you say, man, I would never, ever, 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 ever uh, deliver something that way. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. Press into that because that will get you out of the rut of your current perspective. And uh, and it'll, it'll break patterns of, of uh, you know, uh, familiarity so that you can begin to honor things that don't look and sound like you want them to look and sound like. And that will make you more aware of things that are currently available to you, but they're just outside of familiarity. They're outside of that, that, that district, that, 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 uh, circle of honor. And so when we begin to honor things that don't look like us, that's when we begin to, uh, uh, allow the Lord to speak to us in ways that, that we're currently not hearing, even though he's speaking all the time, he wants to speak to us in infinite ways. And that means that we get to uh, step out in things. just like I did when I began to step out in the prophetic, I first resisted it, but then when I begin to step out of it and I'm still doing that, I still have to stretch myself past my familiarity to honor things so I can actually allow the Lord to show me and make me aware of things that are currently available. But with that, I just encourage you, whatever words are coming forth, don't don't just anticipate them or expect them or just wait for them, steward them. Begin to take those things and say, okay, Father, you know what is it that I'm supposed to pray out? And if maybe if you don't even have an unction toward it, pray for the other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ that do have the unction. Pray that they be strengthened. Pray that they are aware. Pray that they are perceptive. Pray that they are praying by the Holy Ghost. Just pray, uplift them in prayer so that they can they can steward it accurately. And when you begin to sow and invest in other people's stewardship, you'll reap the, the stewardship office that you're supposed to take too. So Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for that. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord God, just for this time of the prophetic word coming forth. But we also thank you, Lord God, for our role as taking it as stewards of of the Almighty God and waging warfare with it according to the Holy Ghost. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.